Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm a feminist, but... Hello, Cardiff! We're back. And I'm a feminist, but... This Platinum Jubilee weekend... While... While I'm obviously not a monarchist and think the idea of some family being a magical, better-than-us family who we should all celebrate because they've been in a, sitting in a special chair for a certain amount of years and is obviously ridiculous. I do have a bit of a love for the way the Queen speaks. You know, right up the front of the mouth, the very tight mouth, as if it is medically impossible for her to give a blowjob. The same way it's medically impossible for Prince Andrew to sweat. I do, I do have a little bit of a love for the Queen and I think I will be quite sad when she goes because then we've got to have Charles. And I, the thing is with the Queen, I can sort of get with the fiction that she's sort of a bit other because she's just, you know, to be fair to her, she's sort of, she's always put on the, the right show. I've already heard voicemails of Prince Charles telling Camilla that he wishes he were her tampon. Yeah, don't you remember this? Yeah, it was, if you don't remember, it happened in the 90s. 
okay, all right, I've killed the gig. The gig's off. I just can't take him seriously as a monarch. So I say, when he comes in, revolt! I'm a feminist, but... When I walk into a room, I don't want people to look at me and say, that woman looks smart. And I don't want people to say, that woman looks interesting. I want people to say, I would like to have sex with that woman. Successful, Abigail Ashmon, successful. Nailed it! Absolutely, Nailed it. absolutely. What I want to do now is a little bit of crowd work by going, who wants to sleep with Abigail Ashmon? Cheer now, but that's not the right thing to do. But it's what but some, I want. Some of the audience did start cheering then, and they're the guilty ones, not yeah. the feminist ones. The audience is in two distinct halves. I asked them to sit bride and groom. Fair enough. Guilty well, the thing is, is I've spent the last year trying to unlearn diet culture in uh, my life. And when it comes to, like, the way I think I should look, I've been asking myself, why do I want to look like that? Why do I want to look like that? And it's the only reason why is because I just want to be the most fuckable person in the room. <laughs> and I've been fatter and I've been thinner in both ways. I've gotten laid, so it doesn't matter. Also, you, you've been in a monogamous relationship for a while. Yeah, it's, but so I... this is theoretical I, fucking. I don't want... I don't want them to have sex with me. I just want them to want to have sex with me. I'm 100% down with that. You want your number to be higher than your number. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It would be ideal if everyone in this room wanted to have sex with me right now, but I could then discriminately pick and choose. Exactly, exactly. That's not what I really think, guys. Oh, God, I've lost them again. <laughs> this is worse than the time I talked about Prince Charles talking about tampons. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but... So last night I went out, because someone's a legend, and um, I ended up in a gay bar that's like gay-owned, it's all like men, gay, behind the bar, and I had a lovely time, but except for one moment, um, it's because I realized I hated having to wait the correct amount of time to get served. <laughs> I, I, I just saw like loads of hot men get served before me, and I tried to make sweet eyes to basically a wall. <laughs> And I really missed just, do you know that? <laughs> I did everything. I did everything that did not work, and it was expensive. <laughs> Celia, the yes. trick is to become a gay icon to some of the men in the bar who then want to buy you drinks. Then they can get served really quickly. So you need to go out in shiny red shoes and then just be you. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you're, I think you're, you're teetering on gay iconography quite quick. You know, I think within six months to a year, you'll be a British gay icon. You know, with the right training <laughs> and a bit of investment from Just me. get one of these capes, honestly. It's, <laughs> it's worked for me. I'm a feminist, but... <laughs> um, on the way uh, over here uh, tonight... I was about to walk past a bunch of um, bouncers and some drunk blokes on the corner and they were all wolf whistling at these little group of girls that went past and I was going, all right, I'm on my own. I'm like geeing myself up to do it. And, um, and I, I, was, I had some comebacks in my head of what I'd say about, you know, do you, do, would you speak to your sister like that or something? I don't know. I'm not very good at this. But anyway, 
I walked past. They didn't say anything. <sighs> I felt a little bit pissed off, really. <laughs> mm, disappoint- it's disappointed. To any kind of catcall, I am absolutely capable of thinking, how dare you still got it in one complete thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think, did someone just fall over over there? Or what, what, what happened? We, 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 we thought we'd had some drama. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, what happened? Listen, I think you've got away with it. I don't think anyone's noticed anything's I'm gone so wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's all fine. This is the guilty feminist attempts to do panto. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very good. I'm a feminist, but I can't deal with the word mummy in a sexual context. If someone used the word mummy to me in the bedroom, not only would I not be able to sit near, have sex with, or look at them ever again, I would actively campaign for them to be added to the sex offenders register. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Sophie Juca, that's kink shaming, and also I feel the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh no! If someone called me mummy, I'd be like, no, I'm out. Yeah, it's great. But but I, I mean, that's great for others and p- participate amongst yourselves. Obviously, we won't be judging. We just don't want it to happen near us. But we should. You should always check in with people before you do things like that. I feel the same about daddy. No, if you call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to start the show? Jess Robinson and Sophie Juca, four women you'll be seeing a lot more of tonight. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back in Cardiff, which we're very, very excited about. We thank you so much for coming out. We know that you've had different restrictions, and also it's the Platinum Jubilee weekend off the back of uh, half term, Uh, so we weren't expecting anyone to come. At all. And we've been been selling very well around the country, been very pleased. Uh, But early on, they said, yeah, there's no one coming to Cardiff. All the others, all the others are selling really well. They said, I said, I don't believe it. Because last time we were in Cardiff, we were sold out. It was just a riot. It was absolute. I said, Cardiff will come out for us, trust me. And they went, "Mm, it's Platinum Jubilee weekend. Um, I went, Welsh don't care about that. I said, the Welsh, (laughs) she don't give a fuck about the Queen. I was like, you've, Welsh... I mean, you know, I'm sure you see her as a pleasant elderly lady and not wish her ill because she's 96 and, you know, wishing her ill, could, she could fall over just at the thought of that. Um, but what did you just do to shout mummy? Do you want Sophie Duca back? No, no, I don't know. I, I don't know how you personally feel about the Queen and we, sadly we don't have time to find out how everyone feels because too many people turned up. <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for coming out. It is lovely to be here. Now, Cardiff, we've been everywhere, um, and we've been to some places which have been quite riotous. Um, Sheffield was particularly riotous. There was a hen night in, and the hen ended up on the stage. Um, She wrote me a long apology email the next day, but we did not want her to. We loved it. We absolutely loved it. There have been some places that, you know, I'll be honest, 
Stratford-upon-Avon started out with... Uh, they, I told them at the beginning that they'd brought uh, more intellect than spirit. They sat there like they were listening to Radio 4 by an Arga. But when I told them how brilliant Sheffield had been just the night before, they upped their game. And that is because... <laughs> Stratford-upon-Avon are not coming second to Sheffield. Like, in their minds, they're like, we are A-star students! And they were just like, no, we will do whatever it takes. And I only tell you this because it is true that while you come to judge us and, you know, say, oh, yeah, that was very good, or I liked this one more, that, whatever, um, comedians also judge audiences. You need to know that. They will be chat out the back about, you know... How, how are Cardiff, how, how are they? The first person come, the first comedian will come out and they'll go back and the others will go, how are they? They'll ask me that in the dressing room. And then I have to say, uh, sort of, you know, more writers than Birmingham were at the beginning, but, you know, they're no Liverpool. <laughs> that's what will be said. We, that's how we, now see people already. They don't want that. <laughs> they don't want that. They don't want that. The, what you need to know more than that is, People listen to the Guilty Feminist all around the world. We've just hit 100 million downloads. That's right. That's not individual listeners, because that would be absurd. Uh, that's you listening a number of times. Does anyone ever listen to an episode more than once? Thank you. That has contributed to those 100 million downloads. Um, but people in Sydney, Australia, will be judging Cardiff based on how you respond tonight. So if you've brought a low-level, mediocre, yeah, we like feminism... We find it mildly amusing. We're not going to go out of our way for it. We're not going to be like, woo! That's what they'll hear and that's what they'll think. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying you're here to impress Sydney with your feminism. But I'm saying if you don't want the rumour around the world, if you don't want feminists in New York going, Cardiff, we'd give it a six out of ten for enthusiasm for smashing the patriarchy. They want equality, sort of. They don't love equality, then you just need to sort of, you know, vocalise that. And the RSC did come good, so I don't want to, I don't want to bitch up the RSC. They really did. They came to play in the end. But at the beginning, if this was, I don't know, um, loads of people in Stratford-upon-Avon listening to a Radio Four panel show, like just a minute, you know that thing. <laughs> if you, if, if you're feeling sort of there, uh, if you're feeling like. People in Stratford-upon-Avon listening to Just a Minute and finding the jokes jolly. <laughs> Clap for here. Up here, if you're feeling like you could storm the patriarchy tomorrow and take it over with your rabid, bloody hands <laughs> and bring about equality and close injustices just between us, if the, we all thought we... Don't... By the way, this isn't an incitement to... I feel like this is an incitement to riot now. And obviously I... I well, yeah, see, obviously I want that, but also... Isn't that criminal? I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I know, but, you know, the bad people stormed the Capitol in the DC, and that's what I'm just thinking of. I'm just going... I don't want to be, like, a Donald Trump of feminism. Like, I'm just... I'm now nervous about what I'm saying. I'm riffing all of this from scratch bespoke for you and I'm like what Deborah what are you saying like there's a Deborah behind me going you are going to go to jail <laughs> which I would for feminism obviously <laughs> if necessary um, but if here is the revolution where you're like 
the patriarchy must end. And here is uh, you having a jolly chortle to admittedly Sandy Toxvig on just a minute. <laughs> Where are you tonight? So we'll start here and then we'll go up to here on the clapometer. So you clap when you're feeling it. Cardiff, Cardiff, Cardiff. The good people of Sydney, Melbourne and New York City need concern themselves no further <laughs> with the deep feelings of your feminism. I can see some feminist t-shirts actually. Um, just, just give us a cheer if you've got a feminist t-shirt. Lioness, not princess. I'm loving that. That's beautiful. Is that, is that Welsh? No, it's just... <laughs> Are you Welsh? Are you Welsh? It's taking a turn. <laughs> Just give us a cheer if you're Welsh. Just give us a cheer if you're not Welsh. Don't cheer so loudly. Um, what's your T-shirt say? Yeah. I think hashtag indecorous. I think that's feminist. And I think being indecorous that feels feminist. Why do you why do you feel it's not feminist? in a Monty Python sketch, just to be <laughs> incredibly clear. He is, you're saying, always, always thinks he's in a Monty Python sketch. Um, I don't wish to gender you, are you uh, but are you a cisgender man? Yes. Oh, don't, don't need to say it like you have to apologise for it. It's not your fault, so you can't help it. You, it's, 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 it's the way uh, David Attenborough made you. Um, <laughs> We love, we love men. Men are our allies. Men are our friends. Do you listen to the Guilty Feminist podcast? Do you listen to the Guilty Feminist podcast? Do you? Love it. And uh, did you suggest coming out tonight? No. Who suggested it? Is this... Who is this? Your what? Fiancé. Your fiancé. Well, congratulations. Is this... This isn't your hen night, is it? No. Just checking in after what happened in Sheffield. I just need to know where this is going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, listen, I'm so delighted you've come and I'm delighted that you listen. Um, have you, what's your name? Isad. Ed, it's Ed. Oh, it's Ed, sorry. <laughs> I was like, this is obviously a Welsh name. <laughs> don't get it wrong, Deborah. don't get it wrong. It's Ed, it's Ed. It's Ed. It's Ed. It's, it's Ed. It's Ed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Ed. I know that one. I know that one. I'll remember it. Ed, you're, you would describe yourself as a feminist? Yeah. What have you done for feminism lately? Is something... No, it's something I've started asking men. It's something I've started asking men because I think it's important to know because feminism isn't a feeling. It's an action. It's not what you feel. It's not enough to feel it, Ed. You've got to do it. Like, do you remember in Dirty Dancing when Patrick Swayze would say, it's not enough to do the steps, you've got to feel the music, right? <laughs> so, in Dirty Dancing terms, what are you doing for feminism? Have you got anything that you're currently working on? Or have you, can you remember a time you've allied recently? I don't know if this is good or bad, but I've never seen Dirty Dancing. It's not an answer to the question. <laughs> but nice try at deflecting. He saw it. He went, I could go down that alley. She might not notice. 
Okay, number one, watch Dirty Dancing. It's a very feminist film, okay? But some, some people may have missed the film. It's a very feminist film. It's all about sisterhood. And also the glistening torso of Patrick Swayze. But that's the guilty part. Um, so, Ed, do you ever do anything feminist? You've called a few people out at work. That's previous applauding. We don't know what he's called them out for yet. We don't know. The bar is very low for men. If they make any effort at all, any effort at all, people are just like, we love you! Oh, my God! He's picked up his own baby! Oh, what? Men get applauded for not being Harvey Weinstein now. It's just no. No, Ed. I'm, I'm very excited to hear, though. I am excited to hear. I just don't want them, you know... But it's good to get encouragement, but, you know. Um, and what, what happened at work? Well, I work for quite a full piece of business, and uh, we do have quite a lot of female managers, and um, some old-school guys maybe don't agree with that. OK, so first, just so that I can say it to the mic for the listeners at home, you have a very uh, forward-thinking organisation, a lot of female managers, but some of the old-school guys don't appreciate that. So in other words, there are some dinosaurs in your company and they are unhappy with women in leadership roles because they think they should have them or they shouldn't have to listen to women? They think they haven't got the experience. Okay. Um, And they do have the experience? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so what do you say when those men say, "Mm -hmm. what's she doing here? You roll your eyes. Okay. Okay. Roll your, roll your eyes, yes. And then you... You say, dude, that's not cool. Dude, that's not cool. Do you know, dude, that's not cool is actually... I think some people may be going... Mm, that's I think that's one of the best things you can say to guys like that. Because they want to be cool. They want to be cool. So just being like, dude, not cool. And walking away, it can be the best thing that you can do. Because I think they tend not to want to repeat that. So, Ed, I stopped them cheering you because I didn't think what you were going to say was going to be very good. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but I thought, I don't trust it to be very... Ed, I thought you were going to stop when I roll my eyes and I walk away. Which I was going to say, Ed, you're not doing enough. You've got to go further. But I think, dude, that's not cool is exactly going to put, just going to hit the ego of those men who are... Have, have you seen any of them change? <laughs> By the way, they speak to you after that, i.e. they don't tell you their misogyny. <laughs> Do they save it for each other? But listen, it's one step at a time. Ed's trying. Ed's trying. Big round of applause for Ed. <laughs> Ed, I'm, I'm way more impressed than I thought I was going to be. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was, Ed did a gag there. He said, she says I'm trying as well. But it, I think he meant the other kind of trying. <laughs> that was some wordplay from Ed. Ed, a feminist and can do wordplay. It's a shame he's engaged. Two reasons why you're engaged to him. Yeah, what's your name? Emma. Emma and Ed. Well, I look forward to the invitation to the wedding. (laughs) 
All right. So far, all we've got to know is Ed. I'm so sorry. We've centered a man. We've centered a white man. Anyone else quickly shout out your T-shirt? WAP. WAP. <laughs> Wet House Pussy? Excellent. Um, anybody else? Cats Against Cat Calls. And it's a, it's a picture of a... It's like a sweet basket of fluffy kittens who don't like being catcalled. I mean, in a strange way, that's the most feminist T-shirt I've ever seen, but also I think it's endorsing such a stereotype of women who like feminism but also are obsessed with cats. <laughs> like my... I have three cats... I'm drawn to that T-shirt and also repelled by it in equal measure. I don't want to be that, but I am that. I feel I'm just shaming myself. I have, I have a cat fetish. What am I going to do? Yes? The baby's got one? Is there a baby here? Sorry, Stuart, you'll never see me again. What? What's the baby say? <gasps> Eaten up, dismantled the patriarchy, repeat. Oh my God, what's the baby's name? Charlie. Is Charlie a boy? Ed, you are no longer our favourite male feminist. Oh, you've been knocked off that throne so quickly. I hope you enjoyed that two minutes. That two minutes and 25 seconds. Can we, when I come back out, I've got to go, but when I come back out, can I talk to Charlie more? If Charlie's still awake? Oh. I'm barren and good with it. Just don't feel for me. But my ovaries are hurting. They're just like, steal Charlie, steal Charlie, steal Charlie. And I'm like, don't, don't. My ovaries are telling me to do a theft of a baby. And I won't steal him. I just need to be clear with you. I'm never going to steal Charlie. But I, I want to so much. Is that wrong? Is that unfeminist of me to want to steal a baby? No. You need to say yes. Okay, it is. It is. Don't just tell me what I want to hear. It is unfeminist to steal a baby, okay? No one should steal Charlie. Okay, I'm going to not touch Charlie in case I steal him. Okay, I'll see Charlie again when I come back out there, right? All right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello there, this is Tom, the producer of The Guilty Feminist. Deborah is in Australia at the moment and can't get to a microphone, but I wanted to jump on and quickly tell you about a couple of things we've got coming up because they're really exciting. After a couple of years off, for reasons I don't need to go into, we are back at the Edinburgh Fringe. We will be doing four shows at the Gilded Balloon Teviot, the 25th to the 28th of August at 2pm. It's going to be all of the Guilty Feminist fun and games that you're used to, with a bit of an Edinburgh twist. We'll have different shows every day with different co-hosts, Celia AB, Jessica Foster Q, Cindy V and Alison Spittle. So if you wanted to, you could come to all four. But even if you just came to one, we'd be delighted to see you. So that's the 25th to the 28th of August, 2pm at the Gilded Balloon at the Edinburgh Fringe. And speaking of festivals, we are also going to be part of the London Podcast Festival. We are doing a special mashed-up show with Brown Girls Do It Too, the incredible podcast from Poppy and Rabina. This special once-in-a-lifetime mashup is on Saturday the 10th of September at 7pm. For more information about this and to buy tickets, go to guiltyfeminist.com. And now, back to the podcast. Are you ready for our first comedian? She is someone who's been on The Guilty Feminist over the years, and she is always beloved when she comes on. Her catchphrase from The Guilty Feminist that comes out of a routine that she did. When I went to Australia, people were wearing it on T-shirts, and it goes like this. Look at this face. Look at this face. Flawless. It's a mantra she used to say to herself when she was a child. Uh, You will know her uh, from previous episodes, also from her incredible TikTok, some of you will know her, because she is now some kind of massive comedy TikTok star. Put your hands together and make incredible patriarchy-smashing noises for the wonderful Abigail Shimon! so sweet of Deborah to remind you of a, uh, the, the look at this face, look at this face, flawless, which is something that as a child I used to say, I used to look in the mirror and if I ever fell down, I go, look at this face, look at this face, flawless. And when Deborah did it, she makes me sound like a Hollywood agent from the 1930s. <laughs> look at this face, look at this face, flawless, you gotta be a star, kid. Which is exactly what I sound like. Uh, I am American, it's happening. Uh, I am, I'm the real deal, purebred, unapologetic, so American, I don't even need the microphone. (laughs) But uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. It's the beginning of June. As we record this, it's the beginning of June. I I am the B in the LGBTQI plus. Uh, thank you. Uh, I am. I, it's weird though because I, I I I a lot of my friends don't even know anymore because I've stopped telling them because I've been in a heteronormative monogamous relationship for eight years. I'm throwing up in my own mouth as well. <laughs> and those of you who are uh, bisexual in the audience, you know how it is. You're, yes. 
Yeah, give me a cheer if you're bisexual. Give me a cheer if you're queer. I love it. It's the same people. Uh, it's so, I mean, you know, especially if you're a woman, how you just, it's exhausting telling people sometimes. Because you can't ever be like, oh, actually, I'm bisexual, and people aren't like, cool, whatever, pass the muffins. No. Everything stops. There's a quiz. You got to pass it. People need to know how bisexual you are. They have questions. Usually a man who's like, <laughs> right away, yep. Yeah, they're like, really? You're bisexual? Yep. So you've dated women? Yes. Have you dated and slept with women? Yes. Can we have a threesome? Every time. Every time. But it's so uh, exciting for me, uh, this, this specific pride, because actually my boyfriend uh, came out of the closet during the pandemic. He's pansexual, and he's finally told the world. I'm so fucking proud of him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, it, it's amazing because, uh, you know, he made a big post on social media. He likes to dress up. He likes to dress a little femme. He's gorgeous. He has Sasha Velour vibes. And when he came out, so many of my friends were like, did you know? And I'm like, yes, I've known for longer than you. <laughs> I live with them. And uh, I, I'll tell you, because we kind of discovered uh, not his sexuality, but the dressing up thing together. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell this on stage, but it's just a few hundred of my best friends, so it's fine. Uh, what happened was I was talking to him about a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Have you ever seen this? Tim Curry. Yeah. Mm, Tim Curry and Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's what I told my boyfriend. I was like, there's just something about a guy in a garter belt and stock scenes. That's like, <clears throat> and my boyfriend was like, oh, do you, do you like that? And I was like, of course. And he's like, I, I could do that. <laughs> and so he did, and then we did it, and it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, and it, like, the thing is, is, People are like, did you know? And even before he came out to me, like, I had my suspicions. Because you do, don't you? Like, I kind of had my suspicions right when Tom and I started dating eight years ago. And he disclosed his sexual history to me and ended it with, but I'm not gay. And I was like, well, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> when you're ready. But he's ready now. It's very exciting. Uh, a couple years ago now, uh, Tom and I, we did this very uh, big thing. Uh, we got me a partnership visa. And uh, yes, stunned silence. What the fuck is that? Uh, a partnership visa is exactly like a marriage visa, only you're not married. And because of that, you have to prove to the home office you're a couple. And you do that by sending them everything. Tenancy agreements, bank statements, text messages, friends, uh, excuse me, letters from friends and family. It winds up being a 250-page document, and you send it to the home office, and you pay them three grand to read it. I know, that sounds like a lot of money, but in America, that's one doctor's visit, so... I'm saving, I'm saving. And it was so stressful, it was so stressful getting together this document, because my boyfriend, he is autistic and it has ADHD, and I have ADHD, and we're creatives. We don't do paperwork, we're fancy people. 
We got into huge fights about it. And people would be like, Abigail, why don't you and Tom just get married? It'd be so much easier. And I, the real reason is because he won't marry me and I'm fine with that, you know? Like, no, no, really, it's fine. Because as a child for Halloween, I went as a bride four years in a row. So <laughs> I've had my day. And, you know, sometimes my boyfriend, we have talked about it, and he makes a very good argument. He's like, Abigail, marriage is an archaic institution where women were once exchanged as property. And you, as a fierce feminist, surely don't want to endorse this very expensive... part of the patriarchy. And my argument is always, but I want a wedding. So I'm not winning. So, but as punishment, I made Tom put together our text messages. You do have to do this. You have to put together your text messages through the years so the home office knows that you've been in contact. It doesn't have to be every single one, but enough throughout. It's very important to get the ones at the beginning up to the present. That's what you definitely need. And I went away to do some gigs, and Tom sent me a text, and his text said, Abigail, I don't think we can send the home office any of our text messages. From the first four months of dating. Because we're visual people. I know. And I was like, babe, it'll be fine. It's no big deal. Just black out the pictures. There's got to be something in there. Just send them something. It'll be fine. And he just goes, you don't understand. And he sent me a screen grab from 2014. And all it said was, I want your ass more than I want whiskey. I know. I was like, babes, you used to say the sweetest things to me. And he was like, I did not write that. You did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. Here's the thing. In the last couple of years, we've stayed inside a lot, yes? And I have discovered a new favorite show. I don't know if you watch it as well. It's called Prime Minister's Questions. <laughs> Are we caught up on the latest season? Oh my God, I love it. The members of parliament coming together in the House of Commons to discuss the issues of the country and do cocaine. You know, it's, it's fascinating because if someone stands up and says something and the whole room hates it, they all go, and if someone else stands up and says something and the whole room loves it, they go, so you have to listen for the difference. You got the two main sides duking it out, you know? Keir Stammer over here in his box looking like a life-size Lego figurine. <laughs> Say what you want about his politics, he's an angular man. <laughs> the exact opposite in this corner. <laughs> Boris Johnson just looking like a soulless Muppet, just... Now, I don't know if you remember, 
but a couple of years ago in America, we had a president. <laughs> he lost the popular vote. We must never forget that. And while he was president, so many British people would come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I bet you're so embarrassed. <laughs> he just says and does the most awful things. Are you watching what is happening in your own country? Thank you. I, it's just, the thing is, is at this point, Boris Johnson is trying to dig himself out of so many fucking holes right now. He has stopped making sense. Just completely stopped making sense. You could ask him a simple question. You could look at him and be like, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, is the sky blue? Well, you know, the thing is, we got Brexit on, and uh, I paid the fine, and we move on, and not dither and delay, and... Peppa Pig. Prime Minister's questions where the members of Parliament come together and discuss the issues of the day. When it was described to me, I thought, what a dignified affair. <laughs> Turns out it's just a bunch of posh people trying to find clever ways to call each other cunt. <laughs> this will be the most controversial thing I'll say tonight. And uh, it's that uh, I actually like being an American. Thank you for those of you who cheered. The rest of you, confused. <laughs> I do. I love being an American, especially an American who lives in Britain, you know, because I come over here with all my American happiness and enthusiasm, and oh, it really fucks with you all, doesn't it? <laughs> Just even walking, walking from the train station to the hotel is gorgeous out, passing people being like, beautiful day, isn't it? And they're like, is it? I love being an American who lives in Britain. I, however, hate American tourists. Because they're the ones who are ruining our reputation. And they mean well. They're just too happy. They're too enthusiastic. They come over here. They take one look at the pound coin. And they're just like, oh, my God, your money. It's like pirate treasure. I'm like, don't say that to them. <laughs> One time I was on a train. Don't want to brag. I travel. <laughs> There's some Americans sitting at that four-top table in the carriage. And I know that because I could hear them. <laughs> some of the stereotypes you have about my country are very mean and untrue. For instance, you say we are stupid. Some of the smartest people I know are American. My Uncle Billy, smartest man in the world. He's from Kentucky. He's a proper redneck. And one time, I went home to take care of my mother because she broke her leg. It was me and my uncle sitting around a table with my mother. And my uncle looks at my mom and goes, you know what you got to do to make that leg better, Vicky? You know what you got to do? You got to get some good weed. <laughs> you got to get some good weed and some good lips. Smack and whiskey. That's what you need, Vicky. And my mother just looks at her brother and starts to laugh and goes, Billy, I can't have any weed. What if I got so high I fell over and broke the other leg? And my, uh, my uncle just looks at her and goes, that's why you start smoking on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant. We are not a dumb people, but you are right. We are a loud people. These people were so excited to be traveling on the train 
through Britain that they started to talk to other people in the carriage, not in their party, which is forbidden. <laughs> they started to talk to this English guy across the aisle, just bragging about their travels. They were like, yeah, when we travel, we like to go off the beaten path. So we're going to places like York <laughs> and Manchester. And the guy just looked at him and was like, oh, York's lovely. And you could tell they were mad he had heard of it. Like, surely it must have occurred to them that the only reason why in America we have New York is because in England there is York. And Manchester, off the beaten path. I'm sorry, but that's like one of y'all going to America and being like, oh my gosh, I just discovered this cute little village. You haven't heard of it. It's called Chicago. <laughs> we were on that train for ages and eventually the trolley lady made her way down the aisle, you know, with the little snicky snacks. They saw her, they freaked out. They were just like, oh my God, it's just like Harry Potter. And they looked at the trolley lady with all their American happiness and enthusiasm. And they were like, tell us, what kind of tea do you have? And the trolley lady, she was so infused with their American happiness and enthusiasm that she answered in kind, tea. <laughs> Finally, one of them was like, I will have tea. That sounds authentic. Could you put the milk in first, please? I nearly stood up and yelled, go back to where you came from, Brittany. <laughs> We're full. Which is very funny when I say it, but cruel when you do, so please don't. We got two hours from our destination, and that is when Brittany decided it'd be the most opportune time to pull out the book The Hobbit and read it out loud. Out loud! thing is, is before I lived in London, I lived in New York City for 10 years. If that city taught me two things, it's how to be rude and how to tell a stranger to shut up. This was my moment. On the train to assert myself as the good American, to go over to Brittany and be like, I don't think you understand the situation, but you're in the quiet coach. But did I do that? No, because that is the moment I realized I have lived among you all for too long. Because instead of putting Brittany in her place like I should have, all I did was exchange a glance with the woman next to me and go, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I'll be on at the Edinburgh Fringe this year if you're there. I also have a podcast called Neurodivergent Moments Podcast uh, that I do with my buddy Joe Wells. Uh, he is autistic. I have ADHD. We talk to other neurodivergent people. He plans the whole thing. I show up late. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I find Abigail Shimon so very funny and also very adorable. Like, do you want to take her home a little bit? Yes, yes absolutely. Where's Charlie? <laughs> Is Char oh, Charlie's asleep now. I missed my moment when he was awake. Wake him up. Wake him up. Wake him up. Just like wake him up a little bit, just enough that he can go into my house. Or I could take him asleep and will not steal him. But I don't want to, if that's not appropriate, then obviously... Nanny, yes. I used to be a nanny, yes. But I, you're the mum, are you? 
Who, who are you? Are you just an innocent bystander, just adjacent, just saying yes, give that. Oh, you're, her, uh, you're Charlie's aunt. What do we from the mum? Sorry, I, I know you don't want to identify as Charlie's mum. You're a feminist. I'm so sorry <laughs> to just call you Charlie's mum. I know you're more than that. You're more than the mother of a man. You are a full, you're a woman in your own right. <laughs> What's your name? Joe. Joe and Charlie. And Charlie's aunt? What's your name? Jen. Joe, Jen, and Charlie. You sound like a 1950s children's book. Three characters. Are you going to solve mysteries in then scoff honey? Because that sounds a lot like what you would do. But I don't, is Charlie, oh, I'm worried about him now. Is he, is he, is he gonna, is he breastfeeding? No, okay, hold on. I'm going to sit down here. Okay, you're, you're allowed to take photos of this. Thank you. So, I mean, you have to take photos of this and post them. <laughs> Charlie, you're on a feminist show. <laughs> and because you love equality and... You're like a little baby boy feminist. And we love you and we're sorry about the environment, which we've ruined mostly. I'm Generation X, Charlie, so it's a lot down to me. And I hope you can fix it. But at the moment, you don't have to do anything. You just have to sit and look adorable. This is the best time of your life, Charlie. You just have to... What you're doing now is enough for everyone. Oh, I wish I were you. This is the rest of the show. So Charlie and I are going backstage now. <laughs> I definitely am not going to steal him, but... So that was the first half. Join us for part two, which should be in your feed right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com